This is James Granstrom, and you're listening to the Super Soul Model Series. This podcast is designed to uplift and inspire you to making positive changes in your life. I have conversations about health, happiness, spirituality, and why adopting a positive and successful mindset will change your life for the better. Hello and welcome to the James Grahamstrom Podcast, Super Soul Model Series, where I help people tune and tap in to their natural state of well-being. Today's episode is how to be a more effective communicator. If you're new to the podcast, please remember to like, subscribe and share. And if you're returning to the podcast and you haven't already, please go and leave a review, like perhaps in Apple or Amazon or wherever you're listening to this. Anytime you leave a review, it massively helps support the show in its growth and helps get out to the right people who really need this content. So thank you in advance. So today's show is how to be a more effective communicator. Our well-being is largely dependent upon our relationships. The great Tony Robbins said, the quality of our life is dependent on the quality of relationships that we have and the quality of the questions that we're asking ourselves. So if the quality of our life is dependent on the relationships that we have, then being a more effective communicator is definitely going to help. Now, my story has shown me that the clearer I've become in my ability to communicate with others, the better my relationships have improved. Now, that's not always been the case, but as I've evolved, as I've grown in awareness, my ability to communicate has gotten better and better. Now, I've not always been like that. My parents are the ones who brought me into this world, who've shown me how to communicate, and yours will have as well, whoever's brought you up in the world. And so you've learned through vibrational sponging. You've learned through being around these people that these are the habits and qualities and the communication habits that you pick up. So if your parents weren't very good at talking to one another or expressing their feelings, maybe you're like that. I know that my father wasn't very good at expressing his feelings and my mother was quite good at expressing her feelings. Two very different people. My mother would also speak to everybody when we go to the shops and my father would be very quiet and closed off and quite reserved. Again, two very different habits. So I'm absorbing from two different people the way to communicate with others. And so it's only as I've evolved in awareness and learned that communication is a, is a skill that can be learned. I've taken, tried to take the best qualities of both my parents and use them to my own advantage. I've noticed that my mum would speak to everybody and they would always respond to her warmly because she was a very good communicator, always expressing her needs, what she needed and what she needed for her kids in that moment. And my father, he was very good at business and he was very orderly, but not so good with people. And so, again, that's how I've learned how to communicate on that side. So I've tried to take a mishmash of both of that and find my own way whilst learning from experts. Some people are obviously better at communicating than others. And in my case, it was my mum rather than my dad. However, you can still learn these skills. And I was once a shy guy. I was once very shy as a kid. And then that, as I grew in confidence, as I watched my mum talk to loads of people, as I watched them give her feedback of her warm communication, I started to adopt that too. And then I recognized that whether I was in a restaurant or wherever I was, people began to respond warmly because of having absorbed that information, having absorbed those skills from watching and learning. So if you've got any children, they're always watching you. And so as I've gained confidence in my ability to communicate effectively, so can you. 
One thing I've noticed is looking at some stats whilst preparing this episode is that the divorce rate in the UK is like 33%. That's one in three people get divorced. Now in the US, it's even higher. It's like 50%, like one in two um, apply for divorce. And that was in the year 2019. So these are fairly recent statistics that have been brought to my attention. Not that you need to get married. The purpose of these statistics is just to really show us that if we became better communicators, what would that do to our relationships? How would we be better? How would our relationships be better off? And I reckon the answer to that would be greatly improved because the people at the other end who get the offshoot of ineffective communication or of relationship failure are the children are the people who are left behind at the end of it, who've got to clear clear up the pieces. And that's the suffering that we want to kind of be able to alleviate. We want to alleviate the suffering, particularly of the little minds, by being better communicators. And that's what I want to kind of share with you in today's episode. So I have three ways to make you a more effective communicator. And I'm going to share them in the most simplest way I possibly can, because there is a lot of detail that could go on with this, but I'm going to just try and make it as easy as you can so you get some practical tools in which you can apply. Number one, the art of listening. Listening is the greatest skill that we can have in communication. It's not the actual art of speaking, it's the art of listening to someone talking to you and talking with you. When you're really able to listen, you're able to assimilate the information. You're able to consider the information and you're able to create space so that other person feels loved and valued and heard. Because when we really listen, what we're really doing is we're loving the other person. When we're really listening to another person, what we're allowing them is the space to be themselves in that moment and express their needs, feelings, and emotions. So the art of listening can be waiting for people to finish their sentences rather than interrupting them. I know I've been really bad at this in the past, so I've been become a lot more aware about not finishing sentences or interrupting people. You could also create spaciousness by not answering straight away when they're speaking to you or perhaps asking for an opinion. Some people just say stuff, but can you just create space after they said something and then really wait and consider what they've said? The Quakers, a religious group in the US, have this wonderful saying, which is, we don't say anything until we're quaking, which means that the divine is kind of erupting within us, wanting to say something to speak. What if we all waited until something really was quaking within us to wait to speak? And then that's something that you do say is of great value. It's often the people who are the quietest in the room are the ones you better watch out for. Because the ones who are quietest in the room are listening and absorbing and considering all the information taking place. And then if they do speak up, you're really going to want to listen to what they have to say. So why not become one of those people who are really absorbing the information, creating that sense of spaciousness, allowing that silence to brew until something is quaking within you to want to speak? Because when you do, it's going to be extremely powerful. And that is activating the art of listening. Also, think about famous speeches you may have heard, like the Martin Luther King. I have a dream. When you're listening to Martin Luther's King back in the 60s in the civil rights movement, he has these pregnant pauses in between. Even JFK, 
Loads of people who have given really powerful speeches always use space or spaciousness and even a block of silence in between their delivery. And the reason being is because it creates this sense of anticipation. It creates this sense of space. It creates this present moment awareness so that you're taking everyone on a journey with you. That really activates the art of listening. The difference between the masculine and the feminine is really interesting. I've studied uh, David Dada and I've studied uh, people like John Gray, men are from Mars, women are from Venus. And I really, really appreciate learning different things and different habits of how we interact with each other because I want to be the most effective communicator I can be. And that's obviously caused by wanting to be better, wanting to share wisdom. And what I've discovered is that there's this common denominator between men and women. Men really want to offer solutions and women just want to be heard. And the masculine really wants to give solutions to challenges and the feminine just wants to be heard, doesn't always need a solution, doesn't always want a solution. And that was really tricky for me when I was growing in awareness and learning to be a better communicator because I sometimes want to go in and kind of save the feminine aspect, the, the, the females in my life, give them solutions to the problems they have. But they didn't want that. What they wanted was just to be heard, just to be listened to. And so is that you if you're a guy listening to this? Can you listen to the feminine, the, the, the women in your life? Can you listen to them and just hear it out? hear what they've got to say rather than jumping in, trying to find a solution and being a hero. It's not about being a hero with a feminine. It's about listening. I've seen relationships break down as a result of trying to help solve the problem for the feminine when actually the feminine wants to see the masculine thrive and it also wants to see the masculine listen to the feminine. And the feminine will get the best out of the man. Now, and that's not to say that he doesn't need a good kick up the bum sometimes. But what it is trying to say is that when you appreciate the masculine for all the things that he is doing, you're going to get the best out of him. So the dynamics are very different. So the masculine to get the best out of the feminine is to listen. And for the feminine to get the best out of the man is to appreciate. So to activate the law of listening, you need to create a sense of spaciousness. You need to create a little silence to consider what you've heard and then respond carefully and consciously and also to just listen to what someone has to say without interrupting. How much better would politics be if people were able to really listen rather than interrupt? How much better would families get on with each other if they were really able to listen, to think and feel what each other is saying really and really share what our needs and feelings and desires are? Now, one of the ways you can become a better listener if you don't feel you're great at listening and you're just starting out on the journey, don't worry, there's a simple tip I can list, give you here. For the mind, what you want to do is begin to listen to the far nature sounds. As you listen to the sounds of nature, really with your far ear, maybe as if you're listening to this right now, you could probably hear the cicadas in the background. That is no accident that that's happening as we're speaking, because those sounds of nature really steady the rhythm in your brain to alpha wave patterns. But aside from that, it really helps you become conscious and present of what someone is saying. So the furthest sound we're able to listen to expands our awareness, expands our ability to listen, and will also improve your communication as you become a better listener. Another way you could do that is when you're in bed at night, you could 
as you're sort of all cozied up, you could listen to the sound of your heartbeat. Or when you were taking a bath, you could listen to your heartbeat as you submerge yourself under the water and maybe hold your breath. You could hear your heart pumping. These are all wonderful ways to become better, expanding your awareness and becoming a better listener, as well as allowing people that spaciousness to finish their sentence before you respond. Number two, my second way to become an effective communicator is to express your needs in simple language. Now, a lot of people don't do this. I used not to do this. This is something that I've had to become conscious at. Everything I share on this podcast is all about the things that I've managed to turn around and have taken time to. I've become conscious of my evolution, becoming a better human being. And it takes time and any habit that you have that is kind of negative to start with or a bad habit. You know, I'm the guy who used to have milk three sugars in my tea and coffee. And I call this the baby steps, milk two sugars, milk one sugar, milk no sugars, no milk, you know, and eventually herbal tea. Now, at the end of it, it's not about necessarily what you're doing now. It's about who you become along the way. So as you're evolving in your awareness, as you're evolving in consciousness, I'm hoping that this podcast is giving you a little bit of light on your way. If you're enjoying this episode, please remember to like, subscribe and share. When you express your needs in simple language, you're creating honest and open communication. That means you're valuing yourself. And when you value yourself, other people will begin to value you. And when you value yourself, you're also respecting yourself. So you need to be super clear with yourself and others what your needs are. Otherwise, you create this split energy and split energy creates resistance. And that is why a lot of people suffer in their communication because of this thing called split energy, which means I kind of want them to do this, but I can't do this. There's always a but in between this sentence. If you take that but away, you've got single-minded focus, which is good communication. So you've got to be clear about what your needs are. I will do this, but I won't do that. This is the time I've slotted to be able to take some time out for myself. So when you're speaking to a partner, you could speak to your partner in a certain way, which is saying, just so you know, at the beginning of the day, I'm taking 20 minutes out to do my meditation. Now, I'm going to try and get up before the kids get up. So that space is mine in the morning. Now, also, it might be I, I take each time to do a little bit of yoga. I take each time to do a workout. Now, whether you're a male or you're a female, taking the time to tell the people who are close to you what you're choosing to do or planning to do and being clear about it, rather than not being clear about it, creates a great sense of communication. That creates trust. That creates healthy boundaries. Now, you have to plan when you're in a relationship the best way in order to communicate when you've got different schedules going on. But you've got to find this common ground. You've got to find this place where it works out for everybody. And so when you can express your needs clearly and perhaps try and create a win-win in that situation, you're going to have better communication going on. Don't think that everybody knows what you want. If you don't ask for what you want and you don't express your needs, you're not necessarily going to get it. Not everybody is psychic and is going to pick up on what you need and don't expect them to. So it's super important that you get very clear about what your needs and wants and desires are with the people that matter to you or the people that you're living with or the people that you're working with. Let them know clearly. If you're going to be late, let them know well in advance what's going to happen. Tell people what you're doing. Tell people what's happening. Don't be afraid. 
because challenges and problems are gonna crop up anyway. But when you're super clear with yourself, not worrying what anyone else is gonna say, you'll be free. And the tenets of your own well-being is freedom, growth, and joy. And when you express yourself and your needs super clearly, you're gonna not only grow through the experience, but you're gonna gain greater freedom, which will lead to joy because you're expressing yourself openly and honestly. The other day, I was saying to my mum, maybe we should go for a walk a little bit later. Now, when it came to 6 p.m., I was a bit knackered and I was thinking I'll go for a workout. And, and then my mum goes, I thought we were going to the beach. And I said, we're not going to the beach. I, I said that maybe earlier. And she got really frustrated with me. And I thought, well, have I not communicated clearly? And the answer to that is no. I hadn't expressed myself clearly, but I also hadn't been listened to clearly because it was just an idea. So I asked my mum, I said, if this ever happens again, would you be kind enough to just let me know that that's something that you really want to do rather than it just being something hearsay? Because if you tell me you'd really like to go to the beach rather than me just saying it nonchalantly, now I know that that's something that you really want to do. And so that was tied up really quickly and easily. And so instead of just saying something nonchalantly, really ask if you really want to go for a walk with your partner, or if you really want to go and do something, Tell the people that you care about that's something you want to do and that's something that you'd like to do in advance rather than at the last moment. Because as you do, you're expressing your needs and that's expressing what matters to you most. And you'll feel loved and heard when you are being able to be clear and set intent out first. So one of the things that I, I do to express my needs very clearly is to write intents down every day. And I write intentions down as a way of getting clear with my mind what's important to me. And when I can check off the list that this has been done and this has been done and this has been done, I feel fantastic. Not that life is a to-do list, but sometimes we have a lot of things on our plate. And so writing down intentions of the things that are important to me gives me that clarity. Now, if you're not communicating effectively, it's because you think and are expecting other people to get you. Not everybody's going to get you, so you've got to make peace with that. So if you're able to be very clear about what your needs and wants are, other people will understand. You know, the amount of times I've gone into a shop and saying, do you have this or do you have that? And I couldn't see it out. And people have managed to go back behind the store to go and pull out the produce or whatever it is I'm looking for. That is expressing our needs very carefully. And people are always happy to come and help you when you tell them what you want. But if you go there and go, oh, I can't believe there's nothing there. I'm looking for that product and it's not there. That's moaning. That's never getting what you're wanting. And that store clerk's not going to help you. But if you go up to the store clerk and at the back and say, by any chance, do you have this product I'm really looking for? They are more than likely going to want to help you. Now, that's expressing your needs super clearly. So where can you be that rather than complaining what is? Because when you express your needs clearly, it's like you are ordering on the menu of life what it is that you want. And maybe it will be there and maybe it won't be there. But at least you expressed what you wanted. And maybe you can come back another day and it's definitely going to be there. But I'm just talking about the menu of life. Be super clear with people what it is that you want so that they know what you want, so that they can help you get what you want. Because ultimately, everybody's wanting to help each other out. And that's what I've found in human behavior. We're all wanting to try and help each other. The amount of times I've been stuck in a foreign country, particularly in Japan, and didn't know where I was going. And a Japanese person has actually drawn me a map about where I need to get to because they understood that the language was very difficult to understand. They drew me maps. 
I, I'd never see that in Europe. And so I'm so thankful to the Japanese culture for the people who do that because it makes you feel loved. It makes you feel heard. So state your needs clearly and you'll be surprised who will help you get what you need. Number three, my third way of becoming an effective communicator is through non-verbal communication. How you show up in the world, your vibrational tone is everything. People are constantly picking up the subtle messages that you are sending out. And you might not be saying or stating what your needs are or communicating with the world, but everybody is picking up and judging these little aspects of you just based on the way you show up in the world. And you are communicating through all these different channels, eyes, body gestures, hand gestures, the way that you look, the way that you speak, the tone of voice that you use, your body positioning. Tony Robbins has this thing called body mirroring. So when you are able to communicate better, it's because you're able to build rapport with someone more quickly. And we can build rapport with each other by standing the way they stand or using the words they use or using the tone of voice they use. So it's just called mirroring and it's very effective. But the quickest way you can build rapport is by giving people your attention. This is huge. When you give people your undivided attention and your presence, even though you may not be saying anything, you can be looking them in the eye. And as you look at them in the eye, the windows of your soul and both of your souls are connecting. And if you can use the same tone of voice and that you care and now begin to use your voice in, in a way that you can extend and open your heart to another human being, you can connect. And when you connect, other people are going to help you. You're always communicating and people are always watching you. So the way that you turn up in the world is always being communicated to the rest of the world with the eyes who are watching. So when you have people come around to your home, your home communicates how you look after yourself, how organized you are or how disorganized you are. Even the way that you look after your staff, if you run a business and talk to your staff, people are watching, you're understanding how the business works. You know, how you turn up on time, how you present yourself to the world, how punctual you are, how you speak, what you say. All these things are being communicated to other people. People are watching. And so the better you are at communicating with each other, the better your life will become. And the more organized you are and the more presence that you have and the more open hearted you are, the more effective you will become as a communicator, both verbally and non-verbally. And so you're always setting the tone wherever you go. So if your communication is not great, Look at how you're feeling. Are you not feeling great? Because the better you feel, the better your communications can be. Because a ship always comes in under calm seas. And the reason why that is, is because when you're calm, you also can be clear about the direction that you want to go. And so when you're clear and concise, now you're able to really communicate effectively. The amount of times people shout at each other and think that they're being heard. You know, I always used to say this with my dad. The more you shout at me, the less I hear what you're saying is because you think that by speaking louder and shouting, I'm going to understand what you're saying. The answer to that is no, I only understand you and want to listen to you when you're speaking from a calm state of mind, because I'm only going to learn from you from that calm state. So teach and communicate from a calm state, because when you do, it's going to be really understood and grasped if you're really trying to help teach. But when you're shouting at people and screaming at people, the message is going to go through one ear and out the other. So you've got to try and maintain a sense of equilibrium 
to really be able to communicate more effectively. Now, you can do that, obviously, non-verbally by your presence and how you turn up in the world and give people good eye contact. Even taking your sunglasses off is a huge deal if you've never met someone before. I love wearing sunglasses and particularly need them in Spain where it's super bright. But when I meet new people, my sunglasses are always off because I want to connect eye to eye. Connection is how we communicate better. And when we're connecting with one another through the eyes, through building rapport, through finding common ground, through speaking our needs, through listening to what someone has to say, what we're actually doing is becoming more effective moment by moment. And so the better you feel, the better your relationships are going to get. And it's just got this wonderful spiral effect going on. Because when you feel great, you're on a high vibe. And when you're on a high vibe, you're just going to communicate way better. And when you're on a low vibe and you're trying to communicate, it's really best that you set some healthy boundaries. It's really best you go and get some self-care. Because the clearest, happiest, most relaxed people dictate the mood in the camp. This is how we get the best out of people. Managers are always clear about their intent, really clear with their player what they have to do when they're on the field. And we need to also be clear with other people who are in our lives. People who are really uptight are uptight because they're not being able to express themselves clearly and they're not setting healthy boundaries and they're expecting other people to do things that they don't do. And that's because they're complainers rather than appreciators. So if you want to get the best out of people, appreciate them and then tell them a positive critique so you can communicate really clearly. Because you need to communicate by appreciation first and then perhaps a critique in which you can be able to say, hey, had you ever thought of doing this? Had you ever thought of doing this? You need to appreciate first and then maybe offer a critique and then appreciate again. So it doesn't feel like it's like this heavy laden message of concern and worry and that you're doing everything wrong. Because I guarantee most people are doing the best they can. Now this is gonna be hard for me to say, but I'm gonna say it anyway. Forget fashion and go for connection because that's really ultimately what we wanna build. We wanna build connection with other people. We can build connection with the way that we dress, but we wanna build connection heart to heart. And when we're doing that, we become greater and more effective communicators. And what if that could actually help improve the quality of your life and also the people that you care about too because you became a better communicator? I hope you've enjoyed today's episode. I hope you got some great value from it. And I hope there's an idea in here that can make you think differently and turn a switch and turn that dial so you become a better communicator. Communication is a huge subject and I've done my best to really simplify it here. But if you have got some value from this, why not head over to Instagram and let me know what your main takeaway was. If you don't already, follow me on Instagram and let me know what your main takeaway was. Because I love to hear from you and I love to see what's working for you. Because when I hear what's working for you, it kind of encourages me to want to go, right, what other good tips can I share with you that are really effective and powerful? Thanks as always for listening to the show. And if you haven't already, please remember to like, subscribe and share and leave a review to support the show. And until next week, I wish you a wonderful week ahead and green lights all the way. <music>